and that's the best CTA ever saw in a newsletter. You can't ignore marketing. Do the things that nobody wants to do. I feel like Batman in his cave. Always learn from my side project. What's the next stuff that will challenge me? We can put an, a customer in a funnel. I think that you have the time when you know how to take care of your time. Choose one platform where you can be the best. Welcome to the Nomad Solopreneur Show, the only podcast where you'll learn actionable tips that you can apply right away on how to build and grow a one-person business while traveling the world. I'm your host, Guillaume Marushka, and it's that time of the month when a special guest joined me for today's episode, a guest that's neither a nomad or a solopreneur. Today, I welcome Robert Katai, the Marketing Communication Manager at Cryptopy, an industry-leading ad automation platform. With over 15 years of experience in marketing and social media, Robert created content marketing campaigns featured Adwick, TechCrunch, and Entrepreneur. He's been a speaker at conferences worldwide and always in search of new experiences that can prove good marketing, can get good results. He's also the founder of one of the most popular podcasts in Romania. Before we start, make sure to subscribe to the free three newsletter at gabe.li slash newsletter, where every Tuesday you'll get a two minutes read zero fluff email on how to go from freelancing to solopreneurship running a one-person business while traveling the world. If you enjoy this podcast, I guarantee you love the newsletter. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, Robert. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. Since we always record this podcast remote, please let our listener know where are you recording from? I'm right now at my home and everybody knows the home office. It's our cave for doing our stuff, uh, recording our podcast recording our interviews, doing the meetings. I feel like Batman in his cave, you know, just jumping around. I just don't have the bat over here, but having this cave where I can do my work is just amazing. And lately I had the thought that it's a difference between working from home and working from inside your home. And that's why I'm thinking on creating an office garden where I can just go outside from my house and plug in into working from that. And then when I finish, I can come back in house. I saw that Noah Kagan had a video on his YouTube where he talked about new businesses. And he said that the home office garden trends is just boosting because everybody's working from home, but they don't want to work from inside their home. So I'm right now at my home here in Romania. It's eight o'clock in the morning. So I can't wait to do this interview with you, Gabe. Thank you so much, Roby. And uh, if I'm correct, you're actually living uh, in the same region where I used to live in Cluj-Napoca. And we actually crossed paths. I believe it was 2009 or something, or a bit late than that, that we both host a workshop. You were on Instagram and I was for web design freelancers at that hub from Liberty Park. Yeah, that was the time when Instagram started getting a lot of traction. And uh, I somehow realized that Instagram, it won't be just an app photo. It will be a marketing place. And when I downloaded and I started following around people, my marketing mind just connected with the idea on just imagine how many ads you can see in your phone. And by democratizing the idea on putting these walking billboards and digital billboards in the phone, I saw a lot of potential in marketing. That's why I started talking about Instagram as a marketing platform. 
not only as a content creation platform, not only as a place where you can upload your photos with coffee and sunshine and everything from your holidays, but also create a community. And I started blogging about Instagram. I started with headlines like, if I were a coffee house, how would I use Instagram? If I would be a rock band, how would I use Instagram? And it began started a lot of traction because people some, somehow understood the potential of Instagram. And then I wrote an ebook. Some people love it. Some people didn't love it. But that's somehow the, the success of when you create something, you also have the one that love it and you also have the one that don't love it. So that was a time when I talked a lot about Instagram and some people said that, hey, you're the Instagram marketing father here in Romania and all these names that everybody likes to put on the stamp on you. But it's actually a good starting point. And where you went from there in your journey as a digital marketer after you started with Instagram and published your ebook? I was an employee at the company and I've done some graphic design stuff, but I need a side project. I always learn from my side project. That's why I always had the blog. I'm the kind of person that it doesn't like to learn from a teacher. I didn't have a marketing background school. That's why I wanted to learn a lot about the ideas that are interesting for me. So that's why I'm, I'm reading a lot about marketing or I'm following people that are somehow connected with marketing. Like you have Chris Doe a genius, not only how he's approaching marketing, but how he's walking the talk about marketing and positioning and content and connecting with people. So back in the days when I had Instagram and I launched a blog called Instagramology, I also organized a local event and I launched an ebook about Instagram and I, I started blogging about Instagram every day. And here in Romania, people started inviting me at conferences to talk about Instagram because it was something new. And the website was started to get a lot of traction because I also had some case studies and some data about the Romanian industry. And that website somehow was a source for advertising agencies to pitch their clients. That was somehow very interesting because I understand the power of insights and data. But I get bored very easy. I somehow started to think about, okay, what's the next project that I want to work on? What's the next stuff that will challenge me? And in between, I changed my job from graphic designer to working for an advertising agency. And that advertising agency, we made somehow like everything from organizing events, from creating digital campaigns, creating offline campaigns and stuff like that. It was a small uh, advertising agency. But in between, I started listening a lot of podcasts and The first podcast that I was really uh, subscribed to and really lean into that, it was Joel's Pulitzer and Robert Rose's Assault Marketing. That kind of podcast, it was very interesting for me because I learned a lot about content marketing. And I was in between of projects, leaving Instagramology and thinking about the new path. I also changed my job and I started to be as a brand evangelist for old banner snack that's now Creatopy. And I was just doing content marketing, social media, everything. That was nine years ago. And from that, I just started the Romanian local podcast. It's called Katai Podcast. And back in that day, people didn't know what's a podcast. And that was for me a leverage that I could uh, connect with a lot of local stars, local entrepreneurs, local marketers. I told them what's a podcast. Eventually, it was just an audio podcast. It didn't went on a video that was a stupid mood for me. 
because if I started again, I would go full in with video. It also got a lot of traction and people started connecting with me and learning about what's podcasting and stuff like that. So somehow I am using these side projects as an experience path because they are helping me understand, uh, okay, what's new in marketing? How can I help? What are the mistakes I made and what the mistake we shouldn't make because it won't help us grow our project? So yeah, somehow this is the idea on how I went in this professional journey. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. And yeah, that's interesting because um, as you already know, majority of our listeners are probably freelancers and uh, aspiring solopreneurs. And it's interesting to hear the perspective of someone that's full-time employee and in the same time has these side projects and learn new things about your industry. A lot of people are throwing this excuse that I don't have enough time to do that. Like I have a family, but you're the perfect example. You have a family, you make time for them and at the same time be able to launch a podcast, write eBooks, organize events and so on, all in the same time of having a full-time job. And um, all these things brought me to these questions. What would be your advice for someone that is currently having a nine-to-five job, but is not in your shoes, loving what they are doing? They probably fed up with the same routine. What would be your suggestion to them to make this mindset shift and be able to start a side project in order to allow them at some point to build around that a side business that can over grow the full-time job in terms of income to be able to quit their job and start their freelancing or solopreneurship journey? Well, I believe that not everybody should be an entrepreneur, solopreneur, but on the same time, not everybody should be an employee and have a side project. So I think that the first step is just understand what's the season where you're living right now. Maybe you are living in a season that you are starting your career and you have to create that career path for you. And maybe sometimes this is just only, hey, you have to, you need to have this eight hour day by day from Monday to Friday. And that's okay. It's not wrong. It's it's really okay because that's your path. The biggest mistake we all do is that we, sometimes we just look in our neighbor garden and we see that the grass is greener than our garden. But we don't understand what are the sacrifices that they are doing to have that green, uh, that grass greener. What are the behind the scene work that they are doing? So for example, for me, it's not just rainbow and everything is working very well. I have to wake up early in the morning, like at 5 a.m. to do my side projects, to write the newsletter, to prepare for the research for the podcast. And I will record the podcast. I'm recording the podcast during the break, one hour when I had to rest because I will do the other four hours of work, but I'm doing them because it's the best hour for my guests. So I'm eating, maybe I'm eating like five minutes. And I'm not saying that it's a healthy, but it's a season that I'm living right now. And uh, because I'm not working on the weekends, it's helping me disconnect from the work and from the side projects. What I'm recommending everybody, it's an article that I was reading and sometimes I'm rereading it. It's from Ryan Holiday uh, on do the things that nobody wants to do. And when I was reading that article, that was somehow my idea on how can I make my career paths smoother? How can I work even better in what I'm doing. And when I'm saying that do the things that nobody wants to do, it's like go at your work and be there present in the meetings 
and see what are the things that nobody wants to do because maybe it's hard, maybe it's challenging, maybe nobody knows how to do it, but you will accept the challenge that, okay, I can do that. Maybe you need to do a research and maybe you need to do like 25 calls per day on understanding why the certain type of customer is buying your product and just doing that research that nobody wants to do. Because when you do the thing that nobody wants to do, that means that you're somehow the person that will challenge not himself or herself, but will challenge also the company and the team to do the things that the competition don't want to make. For example, if you will ask my colleagues what kind of person I am, they will tell you that Robert is the kind of experiencing person who's just say, okay, let's do that. See if it works. If it won't work, that's, that's fine. For example, hey, let's test that message, that position idea. Let's see how we can uh, position that feature from our product. Let's see why this is working or why this is not working. In a time when everybody's doing like a one-hour podcast, I was reading Jay Klaus' Twitter thread, and he said that, what if in a world where everybody's doing a one-hour podcast, you can do a 15-minute podcast or 10-minute podcast? And, okay, I was doing myself and say, okay, let's see how it will work there. So in one week, I schedule for the next five weeks one interview with one person from our industry. And I'm just getting that person's tweet or LinkedIn post or whatever. And we just, okay, let's talk about, explain why you wrote that, why you record that video, what's the idea behind that. And people love to talk, but they don't want to stay like for one hour. They are more like, okay, if if we can get the in- information in 10, 15 minutes, that's great. We will publish it on YouTube. They will get the exposure and everybody is happy. But I don't know if it will work or not if I'm not experiencing it. So I believe that if you want to start like a side project, even for your company can be a side project. It don't have to be for yourself. Maybe you, maybe the place where you are working right now, they don't have a newsletter. Say, hey, okay, I will write the newsletter every week, even if it's not in my job responsibility. Let me try. Let me see if it works for like three months. This is the time that I need. This is the resources I need. And if we're okay, we can do a, a newsletter. And if it's working, great. It's a great lead magnet. Maybe it's a great, maybe it's a great way to connect with your community, with your customers. Maybe it's a great way to, to get the insights. And after that, you get all the results you presented. And then you see that, hey, it's working or not. And if you don't have the time, then don't do it because it will be a lot of frustration for you if you don't want to, if you don't want to make a podcast because you don't feel it to make. I think, just think about that. Would you still make a podcast if for the next two years, you will only have 20 listeners? Just think about that. Still write a newsletter if you only have just 15 subscribers. Will you still write it? Because If you won't write it, that means that you're more for the outcome than for what you want to learn from that. And the outcome from that can be these vanity metrics like subscribers and likes and everything. But we can't control the results. Everybody wants to control the results. I had this webinar at Creative with Jonathan Bland, and he said that every marketer wants to invest $1 and get $3, but it won't work anymore like that. You need to try to understand the platforms, how they are working. And we can put a customer in a funnel because the customer is also attracted from other stuff. We are not living anymore in the place where you just start with awareness, 
go with the consideration and don't go with all this stuff that all the classic marketers and entrepreneurs are doing it. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm, all, I'm just saying that we as customers, we as the people that are consuming the internet content, we can't go in a funnel because we are following the brand maybe on every platform. And I love how Justin Welsh is saying in his newsletter, he said that whenever you're ready, you can buy that. And that's the best CTA ever saw in a newsletter. And I would love to see these kind of CTAs in e-commerce, on billboard, like whenever you are ready, we don't have to push the customer to buy that product. So now back to your question is that whenever you are ready to do that, you can do it. But if you are not ready to do it, don't do it. And if you don't have the right time, don't do it. If you know how to, if you're, if you know how to discipline your time, you can do it. I'm giving you another example. I talked with with a guy Azar. And I was somehow in a place where I didn't know what's my niche. Where's my niche? I knew how to do a podcast. Now I know how to talk at a webinar. And now I know how to schedule the guests, how to find the guests, how to create these promotional stuff for a webinar. And from that, I don't want to be a webinar guy. I don't want to be just a marketing guy. And I had these struggles on finding my niche. And Azar, he wrote a tweet. And then I asked him, hey, help me out. What should I do to find the niche for myself? And he was looking at my uh, at my tweet and he said that you're a visual guy. You are working for a visual company that's around advertising, ad design, automation platform, creative automation, stuff like that. So think about using visual as leverage for yourself. And I was like, okay. I started looking at my Twitter account, Instagram account, LinkedIn account, and I saw that I'm not a copywriter. I don't know how to write great copies. I'm not the kind of person that write great stories. I'm more visual person. I also know how to use Adobe, Figma, Procreate, all these design tools. Um, even our tour, it's a design tool. So it was for me very easy to understand new trends in design. And then I started doing these visual ideas. I bought uh, Janice Ozolin's course on visualizing ideas. I started following him. I went in that community, on, on his Discord community. Then I started following Jack Butcher. It somehow pumped me up and uh, started designing these visuals. And these kind of visuals helped me explain the complex marketing ideas in simple visuals, like challenging the, the ideas, the status quo. And that teach me how to discipline my time. Because I don't have the right time to create, to design every day because I'm also working. I also need to do the task for my job. I, I also need to take care of myself. On, I can't work every day for 12 hours. Let's see, what if I'm drawing one hour per week, scheduling those visuals, and then I have the right time to do the other stuff. And I think that you have the time when you know how to take care of your time. And going back to my answer, you have to understand your season to accept the season in that life. I believe that it's the biggest treasure you can get right now. With all these social media content we can see around it, we don't understand people's season. So I believe that we should accept the season we are living right now. You can make whatever you want. You don't need to code something to be a solopreneur. You can just put up a website, a WordPress, whatever on your Instagram, and then you can just sell a, a product. You can create a product. 
You can create whatever you want. You can give consultancy gigs and everything like that if you are good in what you are doing. If not, people won't make it. And this is somehow what marketers can learn from solopreneurs. But I believe that also solopreneurs can learn from marketing. Like, what's my niche? What's my experience? How can I build an audience? How can I connect with my audience? Where's the platform where they are living right now? When is the right time to understand their needs? What kind of products should I launch? What's their problem? So last week or two weeks ago, I wrote an article about the audience first and product next framework. And Sahil Bloom, he done that. Chris Do done that. They first build their audience based on their experience. This is my experience. I love to talk about design, for example. I love to talk about nomad solopreneur. Like you have a very narrow niche, and that's a great stuff. Now you're building your audience. Building your audience is where's the platform where they are living. Like don't go on every platform where there is everybody. Choose one platform where you can be the best. Where your audience is living, then you know where to create the content. And when you know where to create the content, then the next step is understand which one is their biggest problem where you can solve it, so you can come with the solution with the product. So yeah, this is my audience first, product next uh, framework. Who's your audience? where they are living where is the platform and which problem you will solve these are the other three questions that i'm answering uh, because the other questions are the why who and what of uh, simon sinek we start with why the golden circle and i believe that we are living in this world where we can build an audience of your perspective and especially when you comes to seeing yourself in the season that you are because that's an interesting point because we always admire all the successful people that are already arriving at a certain point in life but we somehow overlook the fact that they arrive at this point after years of putting in the work and learning and making mistakes and going through challenges and often we just want the success but we don't want to put in the work and to accept that and to realize that let's say that at this certain point i'm trading time for money on freelancing platforms and i want to be free i want to like have a recurring income multiple stream of clients or whatever is your goal don't just go straight to i don't know building systems and building things Try things. Ask yourself some questions. And speaking of questions, I love the questions that you put there. I want to challenge you to create a step-by-step, let's say uh, three to five questions. People should ask themselves to understand the season they are in at this point, to better address that situation, to make the next step uh, forward into growing their solo business or evolving as an employee and so on. What would be those three to five questions that you will ask yourself if you're in that situation so if i will be in the situation where i should understand the season from in where i'm living right now i won't start with the questions i will start with an accountability project that means that if you have a wife if you have a husband if you have a good friend if you have parents whatever ask them these questions the other questions what's the one thing that you think that i'm good in it like that's i'm special in it like go to your best friend and hey what do you think that i'm good in right now like i'm good in working i'm good in creating i'm good in i don't know connecting with people doing jokes because i want to be a comedian or stuff like that i don't know just give me that one simple question go to three or five persons the ones that are 
near to you that they are they are not afraid to tell you the truth and then the next question would be what's what are the two three things that i'm not good in it and the other question like the third question would be what can i be if i will do a certain thing like for example i believe gave that you can be a great writer if you would read more or i believe gave that you will have a great podcast if you will do more research or do the things that nobody will see it so you can do the, those stuff and after you have these free answers these are the answers that i will save somewhere and from time to time i will just go and read those answers maybe every third month or stuff like that because these are the answers that are somehow helping you understand where you are right now and after that like after you get these three questions you can start like okay what's the one thing that i want to do that's the first question what was what's the one thing i want to have a podcast let's say let's go with the podcast i want to have a podcast okay that's the what why do you want to have a podcast because i want to connect with people because everybody is making it because i want to monetize it because uh, i want to get my name out there and people should know about me okay these are your reasons great Now after you have these reasons what will you do to get to those reasons from these three reasons let's say you want to connect with people you want to connect with people that's the first reason you want to do then you want to monetize it and then to let's say you want to build a name for yourself then the third question will be what would you do to get to these results like okay what you will you do to connect with the people that you want to connect with and after you have these what you want to do what are the reason you want to do how you will get to these to these uh, let's say to these purposes the fourth question how much am i willing to invest daily on that i want to invest 30 minutes like will i scroll my instagram and my twitter just to consume content or will i put 20 minutes aside 30 minutes aside just to learn just to create content for my podcast how much am i willing to do the work for that because everyone everybody wants to do a podcast if everybody thinks that hey i can make the best my first million podcast and have a million of down, downloads and stuff like that but they don't understand how much work there is behind that podcast so how much work i want to do like let's say if i want to do a 3 hour per month that means that i will record one hour one hour research one hour promotion that's okay and after that you have to ask yourself for how long should i make this project i will give you an example when i started my podcast i said like that i will do a podcast i will do 15 uh, episodes it will be audio only it will be about marketing and life because i want i don't want to make a, a marketing podcast talking about convers conversions leads and stuff like that but i want to also be the kind of podcast where also marketers can learn stuff and after that i had the okay with with the first 50 episodes and after that i would drag a line and see if it's working or not if it's working then great i will continue if not that was my project i will finish it thank you everybody i will move to the other project and this is somehow it gives me the space and the time to know that how much i will work for that how long i will work for that and it will be an end that will give me the permission to stop the projects because what i saw lately is that everybody is starting projects 
but they are so afraid to stop that project because people will see them, they fail. And when you say that, okay, I will do a, I will do 20 episodes of podcast. And after that, I will see if it's working or not, then I can stop it. So these are somehow the questions that, and also the, the same idea on understanding in what seasons you are right now. I believe that it's just a matter of understanding the truth of what do you really want to accomplish? Or maybe it will be somehow like, I tried, it didn't work, I can move to the other stuff. The difference between you and the, the other one is that you tried, the other one didn't try. Yeah, good point. And indeed, it helps a lot. And it's actually funny because the first question that you ask, it's something that I call magic question. And I actually published it, I think, two weeks ago in my newsletter as a first step for someone to understand how to differentiate themselves. Because if you hear all these outside opinions of others about you, you understand things that you cannot see for yourself. Like you, you always, I don't know, maybe you're biased or something, but you see yourself in a certain way. But when you hear the opinion of others, like you did, it's so helpful. You have this outside perspective that really helps to move things forward. And as you mentioned, to understand the season you're in and definitely helps making the decision easier and you see, is the right time to proceed on that journey? Or maybe I should wait a bit? Or is the right time to start that project? Or whatever your, your reasoning is. And what's interesting is that when you start a side project and to have that willingness, as you mentioned, to stop it, that's powerful. Because we invest so much time, emotion, energy, money, or, or whatever in it, that sometimes it's very, very hard to stop something. With that in mind, let's say that you will start everything from scratch. You'll go on the same path or you'll, I don't know, what will you do? What will you be? You'll still be a marketer if you'll start I don't know, your career today in 2023, fresh graduate from university or something, and you see all these new technologies, AI and such exploding around us. What will be your path? What will you do? Marketing. I love marketing. I love what I'm doing. I learn a lot of marketing. I learn how to understand people, how to find out the new trends. You see, marketers are, are a special person. I understand entrepreneurs are saying, hey, we are very special, but without marketing, you can't be special. So I believe that entrepreneurs without marketers, they are just zero. You can't make a good entrepreneur if you don't have a good marketing behind you. So sometimes the marketers are just the sales. You can't close the sales if you don't have a good marketing and you can't you can't find a good lead if you if you don't have a good marketing and i also believe that you can save a bad product with marketing but sometimes entrepreneurs product managers they are too stubborn to admit it they are too stubborn to let marketing come with the insights and say that you should stop doing that feature because nobody cares about that but because you are too subjective on creating it now you come with that feature and put it in marketer's hand and now start promoting. But if you don't have the right market research, and that's why it's called it market research. And that's why it's called it marketing. It's a verb marketing. It's not an adjective. It's, it's a verb. We are doing marketing. We are living marketing. And that's why for me, marketing was, is, and will be the job that I love to do. That's why marketing is somehow that I believe that marketers are special persons, are special people in their company. And don't look at marketing like, hey, posting on Instagram, posting on social media. No, marketing, it's 
way more than that. It's like everything you do around your company, how people will look at you and how people understand you, how people are talking about you. Branding, it's under marketing. Design, it's under marketing. I don't know what say PR, it's under marketing. Everything around us is marketing. If they won't be marketing, we do we we can't do this uh, podcast because you're recording on Squadcast, but you're recording on Squadcast because you've done your research about which one is the best platform for yourself to do that. And then you find out that other solopreneurs or nomad solopreneurs are doing podcasts with Squadcast. And if they are doing like that, it means that it's good for yourself. But how can you know about them if they don't talk about it, if they don't market it, if they don't position it good for yourself as a, as a nomad solopreneur? So that's why I believe that marketing can save a bad product. And now I'm getting back to your to your answer. I believe that also if I will start it over and over again, I will do marketing. I will do marketing because it uh, teach me around design, around customer support, around sales, around market research, and everything that how then I can put it together and see how can I use it to connect with the customer, to connect with the prospect, to build an audience, and all this stuff. The thing that I don't like to do is go to a school, go to a college, go to university and teachers that are not working in marketing, they are teaching marketing. But marketing is changing from day to day. Right? And if you as a teacher, you don't have your own business, your own project where you can invest that marketing, let me question your, your teaching style because you're just teaching some theory that Today it is, tomorrow will go on. And that's why I believe that if you want to learn marketing, you just have to start doing marketing. Grow a project. We are living in a world where you can have your own business, a podcast, a YouTube channel. Like, just think about that. Let's say you want to hire someone and you want to hire uh, for your project a person. And you're putting the voice out and the people are just starting uh, sending you the links. Who will you hire? The one with the great uh, resume with great grades at college and uh, everybody is talking great about that person or the other one that is sending you a YouTube channel with 50,000 subscribers. Because I myself, I will hire the one with the YouTube channel. Because when you can grow a YouTube channel with 50,000 subscribers, that means that you know video marketing. That means that you know copywriting. That means that you are consistent with your work. That means that you're not afraid to work. That means that uh, you know how to design thumbnails. And for me, these are the skills that I want to have around me with people that they are doing the stuff that nobody wants to do. So that's why uh, I will be in marketing and I will always be in marketing. Love it. It's also one of these fields that involve a lot of thinking. But thinking, of course, AI will be super advanced in a few years and will like challenge us. But to put all these pieces together, to actually think to create a marketing campaign, to promote something, uh, to make a bad product great and so on, that I think it's really impossible to challenge from the, with technology or that's the interesting thing. And I'm sure that anyone that is listening and probably 
has a certain skill, let's say graphic design only. Try to learn other marketing skills around that and try to build around your skills to be able to grow and actually be able to promote your business because that will help you a lot. And I want to ask you as well, what's the biggest myth about marketing that we want to debunk? Marketing is promotion. Everybody thinks that marketing is promotion. Marketing is not only promotion. Yeah, marketing is word of mouth. Marketing is uh, marketing research. Marketing is design. Marketing is everything you see. But marketing is not only promotion. And I hate it when I hear that, hey, let's do marketing. Let's see what are the insights you have from your customers. Well, that's marketing. Marketing is what I can see, what I will see. Marketing is it's a way of life for the product, for the brand, for the company. And you can't ignore marketing. In 2008, when it was the big crisis, the first ones that were laid off were people in marketing. We don't need marketing anymore because we don't need to promote our stuff because we need to to take care of our company and to invest all these marketing budgets in our product, in our sales and everything. And the people that laid off marketing They saw that, hey, we can't build because we don't have the market research. We don't have the insights because we lay off those persons. But we have these salesperson and they don't know how to sell. They don't have the right insights. They don't have the the ideas that marketing will help them. And marketing is not manipulating. When, When you want to use marketing to manipulate your customers... That's somehow I don't like to work with other marketers when they say, that, hey, let's manipulate these persons. No, I believe that marketing should help people. Marketing can say that if it's not for you, then don't buy it. Marketing should say, when you are ready, you should buy it. Marketing will say that, hey, did we created this. Try it. If it's for you, you can buy it. If not, don't buy it. Don't push people to, to buy your product. I believe that the best marketing is the kind of marketing that is helping people, not being aggressive with your message to buy that product. I hate it sometimes when YouTube just pushing the YouTube premium music in front of me. No, YouTube. I don't want to buy your YouTube music. I'm okay with those ads. I'm a marketer. I won't skip that ad. I will watch that ad. I won't buy that product because it's not for me. And there are a lot of variables. And here's where marketing is coming. and say, okay, if not, it's not now the right time to buy. Maybe we can help you have a better job, do a better job, create something special by consuming this type of content we are creating right now, a blog post, a video, a podcast, a webinar, whatever. And when you're ready, you can buy it. And then we can move forward. Maybe it's not the right price. Okay, if it's not the right price, we have also freemium. Or we can just give you for free these kind of products. And when you are ready, you can buy it. And I believe here is the the right marketing. So that's why I believe that marketing is not only promotion. And marketing is the myth that people are saying about it. And if you are working in a company where your boss is saying that marketing is just promotion and publish that Facebook post and write that, uh, create that Instagram uh, post, run away from that company because they don't understand the real value of marketing. We love that. And uh, your marketing career, what's your next step in your journey? 
Well, for now, I'm working uh, on, on webinars for, for our company, for Creatopy, and I'm doing these short interviews. And I'm also responsible with the distribution of our content and our product. And uh, as side projects, I'm having the podcast. I'm doing these visuals. I'm just playing around with these visuals and just uh, trying out uh, these platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, and also Instagram. I'm somehow in a challenge on moving my Instagram followers when I have, I believe, 22,000 followers built organically, no paid, no reels, no nothing, just posting those visuals and see how I can grow a newsletter, only posting one newsletter per week, but mostly with a lot of visuals there. Speaking of these platforms, where, where can our listeners find you online? What are your handles? Kataerobi. They can find me on Twitter, they can find me on LinkedIn, they can find me on Instagram. On Instagram, I have two accounts. I have a Romanian account, I have an, an English account. The English account, it's only uh, with visuals, and it's called Katai Visuals. And with the uh, Romanian account, it's Katai Robi. Uh, but they are mostly on Romanian uh, content. Uh, I have... Every two months, uh, a webinar at our creatopy.com slash webinar, where I'm uh, connecting with a bunch of guests, where we are talking about marketing, uh, stuff like advertising. We will have now in March with Eden Bidani about Facebook ad copy. And that will be something very interesting that I'm recommending people to sign up and register. It's for free. So, uh, and they, you will learn actively how to write a great Facebook ad copy that will actually convert. And that's all. Yeah, some, th this is something that I'm doing. And if you want to stay in touch, you can go on robertkatai.com slash newsletter. That's my, that's my newsletter. That's my newsletter landing page. There you can sign up. You can see the uh, newsletters that I'm sending. And if you don't like it, you can easily unsubscribe. That's awesome. And for anyone listening from a car or something, make sure to check the show notes of this episode because I'll put all the links to Robert's profiles there. A newsletter and uh, before we wrap up i want this time you to create a challenge for our listeners that will be easy to accomplish just 24 hours to help them achieve something do you have anything in mind yeah so lately i'm thinking about a lot of newsletter and newsletters are getting a lot of traction and newsletters are the kind of platforms that you're not at the mercy of the algorithm. So uh, yeah, today uh, Twitter can change their algorithm from one kind of to another. And it doesn't matter if you build like 25,000 uh, followers on Twitter, because maybe they won't be there. They are not your followers. They are not your the people that are searching for you. Uh, you are just using a platform where you can just show your work and that's all. But it doesn't mean that if you will move from Twitter to LinkedIn, you can move those followers with you. So my challenge is in 24 hours, build your newsletter. If you have, if you already have a newsletter, that's great. And start to see how many subscribers can you get in 24 hours. Email your friends, send them on WhatsApp messages, send them on SMS messages. Hey, uh, I'm building this newsletter. It's okay for you if you want to subscribe. It's uh, subscribe here, and you don't like if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe in a two in two weeks. But give me your feedback. Like, see how many people will subscribe to your newsletter. How many people will give you their email? So you won't be at the mercy of social media because social media is changing from day to day. So 
and you don't know what it is today, what will be tomorrow. So my recommendation is in 24 hours, see how many subscribers can you get for your newsletter. Don't overthink on what will you write, what will you promote, how will you, how your newsletter will be. Like you have Gabe's newsletter, you have a lot of new kind of newsletter that people are sending weekly, daily, monthly, it doesn't matter. Look at them, copy their style and see if it's working for you. If not, no, no problem, move forward. But my challenge for you, it's in 24 hours, see how many people can you get in your newsletter. If they are 10, great. Write in the comments, hey, I received 10 people uh, in my newsletter. Great. Now take care of them. Then 10 people gave you their email. Take care of them. Connect with them. Give them what they need. Help them make their life better. If 25 person gave their email, take care of them. And I believe that people think that, hey, I need a big community to do stuff. I need a big audience. I need 500,000 people to follow me, to subscribe to my newsletter, to do something new. No, I don't believe that. Just take care of... If you're faithful to 10 subscribers, you can be faithful to 100 subscribers and you can be faithful to 1,000 subscribers. But you have to start with that one subscriber that trusts you and it's giving you every email. That's beautiful. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, indeed. And I have to take the challenge as well. Because when I started my newsletter, I did the same thing. I, I copied a structure that works. For example, James Clear 3 to 1 newsletter. And I put it around my topics and so on. I tried for a few issues. Didn't work for me. So I changed it because I wanted to go more in depth on that topic. So I changed it to 111. Basically, it's the free three newsletter in which I gave one topic go into more details, one resource from others around the same topic and one challenge for the listener. So you can always move around, but I'll definitely take the challenge as well and see how many I can get in 24 hours. And this was great. It was great to have you. And thanks everybody for listening. Make sure to check the show notes. You'll find direct links to the tools and resources mentioned in this episode and much more. If you love this podcast, make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcast station to not miss the next one. We have lots of exciting guests and surprises coming up. This is your host, Gia Marushko, with the Nomad Solo Brenner Show. Until next week, Pura Vida. Bye.